One of the first things to pay close attention to is conforming your life starting immediately to 1 Timothy chapter 6. Something is coming. I believe it has to do with finances. If you have any debt whatsoever, you need to pay so close attention to working toward getting out of debt. And if you are considering projects which would put a burden on yourself, a financial burden, you need to pray again over those projects and be sure that you're supposed to do that. If it's going to put any pressure on you, especially financial pressure, be sure that you've heard from God. God's yoke is easy. His burden is light. And how do you know God's plan? The ideas that God will bring you, the wisdom that is from above, is told to you in this scripture. James chapter 3. If there's any strife at all, the fruit of that strife will be confusion. So if there's envy or strife in your heart at all, there will be confusion and every evil work. You can find that in James chapter 3. Also, I've never met anyone who could answer this for me, so see if you can. Do you know how to recognize the thoughts that God brings to your mind? I met a young woman who identified herself as being a Christian, and she said to me, I'm praying over that. And I said, well, after you pray and ideas come to you, do you know how? to tell if those ideas are from God. She looked shocked. Not too many days ago, I asked another woman that same question, and she didn't know. You have to realize, ideas can come from your own mind, from your own heart. Ideas can come from other people. Ideas can come from devils whose purpose will be to steal, kill, and destroy. And ideas can be from God. So how do you know which ideas are from God? Matthew chapter 11. God's yoke is easy, and his burden is light. 
When I moved to Colorado, I needed to have my sound system set up. I called a sound system person in Denver, and he began telling me all the things that he could do. I did not hire him because I know this. God's yoke is easy, and his burden is light. If it's extremely expensive, if it is very complex, that's not God's plan. Stop. Pray. Don't hire that person. For God's yoke is easy, and his burden is light. It's simple. I've just had so much experience in this subject of wisdom. Wisdom from God, not my own wisdom. It's always this way. It's things that I haven't thought of before. And when God gives me wisdom, it's always things that surprise me because it's so simple to do, so non-complex, usually not overly burdensome in finances. Actually, it's rarely burdensome at all. And I marvel at how simple the plan is when it's from God. When humans think of something, it's very often very complex. You don't need to be binding yourself up with something that's overly complex or overly expensive at this point in time. There's something coming that is really difficult. If you have your finances under control and your lifestyle under control, you are just going to be so thankful. But it's not going to happen automatic. You work at it. I heard a television uh, interview the other day, and this woman was saying, I can't repay my student debt. She said, why, if I, I can't pay for my groceries and go on a vacation and pay a student debt, well, now, which of those three things would common sense tell you to eliminate? Tighten up your belt. Get in good financial condition. You may have some time left to do it, but I tell you that I'm looking every day for something to happen, for something to explode, because God has shown me it's going to. Get your finances in good condition. You can't afford to live from paycheck to paycheck. You can't afford a mortgage that is bigger than you can actually afford. Tighten up while there is time. Now, this is so important that I'm going to do something that I have never done before. I'm going to replay yesterday's podcast because it's on this subject. I want you to know that I have heard from God that something is coming, and the main thing he's told me 
and this was in a dream, that it would be all right if individuals would pay their debt, but they will not pay their debt. So it is coming. You will be far better off if you start right now checking the way you're living by 1 Timothy chapter 6 on finances. Be sure these things are in your heart that Paul spoke about. We're always blessed when we do a scripture. So at this point in time, we are going to play again for you the things from yesterday's podcast on the subject that Paul spoke about in 1 Timothy chapter 6. And just one more thing I'd like to say. When we had one of the recent financial problems and people were going to the food banks to pick up food. I was watching it on television. I was specifically looking to see what kind of cars they were driving. Were they driving old beat-up pickups, old beat-up cars, wrecks? No, I didn't see one person in the food line for free food driving an old car. They were all new cars. Now, what does that tell us? They're in debt for that car. You're not picking up free food when you have a new car or a relatively new car. Not one was in any line that I saw on the television news reports which showed the line of people picking up Food from the food bank. Every one of the vehicles were bright, shiny cars. Modern style. That's the way of the world. Buy and pay later. That's not the way of God. And if you're in debt for a car or anything else, you don't go on a vacation and spend money that you could put toward paying off that debt. Not if you're a godly person. You can use this world, Paul says, without abusing it. But if you're living the way of the world, you're going to be hit much harder than those who are out of debt. And there are some of us who are Christians who have lived a debt-free life. And I mean no payments of any kind for anything. If we didn't have the cash, we did not buy the item. So you better examine your life. And this gives you a double chance to do just that and start today. Start somewhere today. If you have any debt at all, start today paying it off. Even if you can pay $5, $10 extra, whatever, you can cut back on something and begin paying off your debt. 
you'll be much better off to learn to live that way of life. You will have a better life on this earth living that way. Because any time you live a scripture, you're blessed. And one thing Paul says in this scripture is be content with such things as you have. Now, here is a rebroadcast of yesterday's podcast. Have you ever taken a job because it pays more money? That's following after money. That you didn't take the job because of an interest in the work, because you were really interested but rather because it paid more money than another job. That's a dangerous way to live. The Apostle Paul warns us about that. You will immediately react, but I've got to have money. Most of us have to earn a living, but we put a bridle on our desires on this earth and learn that it's just not worth the risk that is involved. God showed me to get out of debt and stay out of debt when I was first born again. After I became a minister and was doing radio broadcasts and in public, the office manager that I had at that time said to me, Joan, we can buy you a new car and pay it off. I was horrified. To be under that burden? I said, oh no, God showed me, don't live like the world lives. Don't go out there and buy things you can't afford. Put a curb on yourself. Buy only that which you can pay for at the time. It's the way of the world to charge as much as you can and have as many things as you can, get as big a mortgage as you can. But that is not how we are told to live in the Bible. In Romans chapter 12, verse 2, Paul warns us, be not conformed to the ways of this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Let's set a completely new way of life according to the Bible on this subject, if needed. Many of you already live by First Timothy chapter 6. I do, and have for 45 years. But just in case somebody who's listening to this is living by the way of the world, charging things they can't afford to pay for, extending credit as far as anybody will let them, taking out mortgages, bigger mortgages, in order to have more and a better way of life on this earth, and to give your family a better way of life, 
You are deceiving yourself. You are going exactly opposite from those things Paul taught us in 1 Corinthians 6. So right now, can you purpose in your heart to conform your way of life to what Paul said in the Bible? You'll be greatly blessed if you do. This is an action that will pay enormous dividends. At one point, I was teaching orchestra in a senior high school. I happened to go to the graduation ceremony, and the person speaking said something that greatly affected me. He was talking about continuing education, going farther, and he made the statement, you say, but that'll take four years for me to get that. And he said, well, ask yourself this. If you don't do this, where will you be in four years? And I really thought about that. I already had a bachelor's degree, but that was all. I went on back to school and got other degrees and changed completely where I was able to work. A doctorate kind of gives you the country club membership, which enables you to get jobs in universities. I'm not for a second suggesting you do that. But what I'm saying is, if you don't start a different plan of life right now, a plan different from the way of this world, where will you be in five years? And if you start a plan of God, it will pay such great dividends. Following Scripture is the way of life, not death. So let's look at this Scripture in First Timothy chapter. Six. First thing he said here in verse 5 is if you suppose that gain is a form of godliness and are around people who look at gain as a form of godliness, turn from them because you're corrupting yourself, even if they're the church. If they think gain shows godliness, earthly gain. From such withdraw thyself. Verse 6, but godliness with contentment is great gain. Contentment means not seeking more things of this world. For we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain we can carry nothing out. And having food and raiment, let us be therewith content. But they that will be rich fall into temptation and a snare and into many foolish and hurtful lusts, which drowned men in destruction and perdition. 
for the love of money is the root of all evil, which while some coveted after, they have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. You might be able to go out and get a new car on credit and pay it off, like the world does. But when you do that, you're putting yourself under a burden. You will pierce yourself through with many sorrows if you continue to live that way of life. Recently, Mr. Biden proposed canceling off all the student loans that have been loaned. Congress or Senate or someone stopped that, and he was not able to do that. But they began to let college-age students talk on television, and we heard them. Pam Paget and I heard them speaking. One of the students says, well, if I have to pay off my loan, I might have to cancel my vacation. I thought Pam was going to faint. <laughs> going on a vacation when you owe money? That's your way of life? What you do when you owe money as a godly person is to pay your obligations. I had a dream a few weeks ago where God told me it would be all right if people would pay off what they owe, pay off their debts, but they won't do that. It's not just the government living beyond its means, but it's individuals who do not want to pay their student loans, who want to get a new car while they owe money to the government. This is an ungodly way of life, a covetous way of life. And Paul says if you go in this way of life, you're going to suffer many sorrows in the days ahead. Paul says, but they that will be rich fall into temptation and a snare. You say, well, I'm not trying to be rich. If you're following after money, it's the same thing. You're trying to gain riches of this present world. There was a period of time when Pam Paget was a teenager that she thought if she could get contact lenses, she would look better. Her parents, her mother said, no, that costs too much. Pam's elder sister had gotten a job as a teenager at like a dairy-type fast food place, and she just loved it. So Pam thought, I'll get a job at the Dairy Boy. Pam was totally unsuited for that type of work. She hated it. She wanted to quit. And she thought, as soon as I get the money for the contact lenses, I'm quitting. 
As I understood her story, she did work two more weeks at a job she hated and got the money. But then after getting the money, her mother wouldn't let her buy the contact lenses. See, the whole path was set wrong. The inner beauty in the individual was discarded for the outer beauty or what they thought would make them prettier. Following after beauty. That would even be wrong. But following after money, taking a job you hate, will destroy you. I see it all the time. We went to Best Buy just recently to look for a new tablet. The man, young man waiting on us was probably in his 20s. He was totally bored, totally uninterested. And he said things that were, I'm sure, totally wrong and was leading us or would have led us in a wrong direction. And it was not so much, as I understand it, they don't work on a commission at Best Buy, the salesman. So he wasn't trying to sell us the item to get a commission. He might have had a quota that he had to fulfill. But what he said, it was just wrong. And I knew it was. He was following after something other than a desire to help the customer. I see it at Walmart all the time. I see people that are bored at their work. When Pam Paget graduated from college, she took work as a secretary at a bank. For the first couple of years, she liked the job, but then she became bored with it. Now she did the right thing. She called on God and said, please, could you help me find a job that I would enjoy? This was in approximately 1985. Someone had given two desktop computers to the bank. One box had been opened, but they didn't know how to use it. So Pam's boss one day said, Pam, would you find out if we can use these things and make any use out of them? Pam said, well, yes. Yes, I could do that. I would do that. She said, I need to go take a night course at the college to learn basically how they function. He said, well, that will be fine. So she chose, or they chose, a course called BASIC thinking they were going to be taught how to deal with the basic parts of a computer. When she got to the class, she found out this was a class for people who were studying computer programming. And she thought, well, I'm already here. I'll stay for the first class. She found she was very interested in computer programming and wanted to learn about it. 
As she drove away from the college that night, she said to God, this is it. This is what I want to do. This is it. I want to work in computer programming. So she took courses in computer programming and got a job at a software company that was just basic entry-level work. They had to cut back on employees, and they let her go. The first thing she was led to do, led by God to do, is to take a class on interviewing. FedEx was hiring entry-level computer programmers. She applied at FedEx, and one manager was interested in interviewing her. And he hired her. And she loved it. Later, she said to this manager, Why did you hire me? I didn't know anything hardly. And he said, Oh, Pam, it's not brain surgery. And I just knew you would work very hard at this job. And she ended up working at FedEx as a computer programmer I don't know how many years till she retired. God had gotten her into a job that she would enjoy, that she did find interesting, and she made far more money as a computer programmer than she would have if she had continued working as a secretary for the bank where she was born. See, don't follow after money. Follow after interest. What's your interest? What type of work do you want to do? What are you interested in? What would be exciting to you? They that will be rich, that follow after money, fall into temptation and a snare and into many foolish and hurtful lusts which drowned men in destruction and perdition. For the love of money is the root of all evil. Any time that I have tried to make a decision based on how much the item cost, I've made a mistake. Any time I followed after money and bought certain item because it was a little bit less than the other, I've ended up having to go back and buy the other item. The love of money is the root of all evil, which, while some coveted after, they have erred from the faith. When you have to have that money to pay that debt, that's all you can think about. And to think that you can go on a vacation while you owe money to the credit card company is just very corrupt. You won't get anywhere thinking like that. You need to be free so that you can do the will of God. Later in life, while Pam was still working at FedEx, she saw a scripture once, 
And she knew it applied to her because corruption had been taking place in some of the departments and the bosses had been lying about things and not telling the truth. And Pam was very upset about it. And she saw a scripture which changed her life. Micah chapter 2, verse 10. Arise ye and depart, for this is not your rest, because it is polluted. It shall destroy you even with the sore destruction. Pam knew that applied to her job at FedEx. She put in an early retirement and left. When she told me that, I was a little concerned. And yet, I've seen Pam follow God many times, and I knew she was solid. But I was concerned because after retirement, she was only, I think, 55, 60. And after retirement, she would have all that time. And I was concerned about what she was going to do with all that time. She retired in January or February. One month later, I had a dream to start a blog. And because she was retired, she had plenty of time to work on our blog, to set up the blog, to keep the technical parts of it going. And then a month after that, I believe, or a few months after that, I was led to start writing books on Amazon, and she set up all the self-publishing technical work required to publish on Amazon. Then in 2020, February 2020, in a dream I saw to start a podcast. And she set up all the technical parts of the podcast and kept it going. So she had no problem with things to do. She had plenty to do. And she was away from the destruction she was seeing at the corporation. Arise ye and depart, for this is not your rest, because it is polluted. Anything that's polluted is a problem to a real believer because it grieves us. It shall destroy you, even with a sore destruction. Thank you for allowing me to share with you today.